Welcome to the Lower Room Discourse, where we talk about the Bible in fun and interesting ways. This is going to be a little different episode. Uh, we're we're taking a, a diversion from our normal, which is to uh, to to bring you know three answers to a, a teed up question. This was going to be a little more uh, just us kind of conversing. And here's the the idea: is this we we obviously live in a particular culture, kind of the Southern Bible Belt culture. Frequently, people will, are moving down here, especially uh, more and more, and they're moving here from not the Bible Belt. I'm meeting more and more people that move here from, you know, San Francisco or L.A. or New York or Seattle. They're moving from the Branson. coast. Maybe even Branson. Yeah. yeah. The, the rhinestone really, studded yeah. buckle of the Bible Belt. A major culture, culture clash from Branson to uh, Northwest Arkansas. And so I do think it's interesting. One of the things I had a, I had a coffee with a guy recently, and he was wholly unfamiliar with the language of mm. Southern Bible Belt kind of Christianese, like wholly unfamiliar. And so he and I at lunch just started talking. In like 15 minutes, we did almost like a translation, helped him to understand what does it mean when somebody says they're on fire for God lately? Like, you, what what does that mean? You were um, just like it was Urban Dictionary. It was basically you Christian Urban Dictionary yeah. for this or like guy helping a boomer understand Gen Z. You're right, yeah, lingo, or me like, uh, even yeah, understand yeah, yeah. Gen Z because I don't get it either. <laughs> um, and so uh, we thought we did, we might do a handful of episodes that are just you know helping to decipher not only just what does it look like to maybe translate some of the things that we frequently hear, but then how does some of that work even in our own life when we cut through some of the Christianese? So yeah, what what. If you were moving here, what would be some of the things you would think, I've got to help somebody if they were entering into kind of Southern church culture? i got to help them understand this. What would be some of those things that you would think immediately come to mind? They're not going to get this one. People are frequently talking about their walks. My walk's been, and usually as we did one of two camps, my walk's been a little dry lately. Right. Or I feel like my walk's in a dry season. Yeah. Or my season. walk's really on fire lately. It's either <laughs> yeah. on fire or dry. It's <laughs> like kindling or that thing is burning up. <laughs> Which if it's dry, we usually use that in negative connotations. But yeah. if we're trying to get on fire, dry you want would, dryness. It would yeah. be so good. Kind of pendulum kind of swing yeah, back I'm in a dry forth. season, but I'm if you were to say I'm in a rainy season, it actually yeah. also sounds kind of bad. Right. Depending that would be live. more the opposite, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, guard, fire. Guard <laughs> your heart is another good Ooh, one. You know, yeah, a lot of people you got to guard your heart. Trying to guard the heart. Hedge of protection. It's one of my oh, favorites. Yeah. Uh, I people love, frequently will pray uh, a hedge of protection I around love somebody. When you pray, uh, when you echo prayers too, Lord, I'd just like to that. echo that prayer. Have you ever heard somebody? I'd like to echo that unspoken over there earlier. Piggyback a prayer? Yeah, I want to piggyback <laughs> off of that. I want to piggyback <laughs> off of that prayer. Right there. No, wait, wait, you just brought up a whole category. I can't help uh, you. We can't, we can't bypass this because it's not happened in a while in my experience, but it did like 20 years ago. Oh, I know exactly. It was you're going very, with this. very, very popular in the 90s in Southern 90s culture, in moments of confessing, like confessing sin, you know, one person will be will confess something really, really hard to talk about openly and really honest, and the next guy will go, yeah, I got it unspoken. I hate yeah. that. Unspoken. I got I hate it unspoken. That. Uh, two un- I, I got two unspoken. Two unspoken prayer goes, <laughs> oh, okay, cool. By the time you actually get around the circle and you pray, you're like, God, I will pray for like the... 15 unspoken. We've got 12 unspoken over here for God. You, and, and here's how we go. God, you know, you know what's going on in that situation. So we, we pray that you would just act on that. You know what's happening. That's when the hedge of protection yeah. shows up. Yeah. Hedge of protection shows up. Unspoken. In that situation. I, I do think we use quiet time. Like, right. We talk about quiet. Cause it's funny. Cause my wife and I actually use quiet time uh, as the term for nap time. So it doesn't, 
tick off our two-year-old or three-year-old right. uh, where he's like, oh, naps. But if we're like, hey, oh, just quiet time. Just you, quiet time. You can sit in your bed. You just got to be quiet. And he's, he's for that. But a quiet time in the South usually means like you're waking up at 6 a.m. You're making your coffee. You're sitting in front of the Bible. It's it's your your time in the you're, Word. It's, you're it's using that, your colorful quiet pens yeah. to write in your Bible. Right. You're taking a picture of it. I haven't been doing well, quiet times lately. There's got to be a, yeah. a picture yeah. involved. You've got a succulent sitting <laughs> yeah, perfectly yeah, next to you your Bible. You gotta, space matters, you know? Yeah. Do people actually do that? I think if it helps. I, like, I, that's the thing. Is, like, if it know. helps, it helps. But it, like, uh, it's, No, the it's picture a, part with the succulent. It's basically people actually take the pictures and put it out there. I sure hope so. I think some people do. Go, I'm going to start doing that. It's more all about and more. the heart, though. Yeah. I think I think one that is probably misunderstood, uh, but used often, is salvation. Yeah, I, I do and think when there's you get a saved. Yeah, just the idea that salvation is a, a solely a past event, something that happened to you, rather than viewing it, it more holistically, seeing it is happening to you, it will, you know, come to a culmination and happen to you in the future as well. Mm. I think in the South, there's a misunderstanding somewhat of what salvation is in yeah. totality. We, we frequently, one of the first questions is something like, when did you get saved? Get saved. It's kind of an interesting way that right. we do that because it essentially boils the story down of the entirety of the Bible to individual people, quote unquote, getting saved by one of my favorites, especially from some of our Texas brethren, is, goes like this. It's not, when did you accept Christ, but it's been shortened. It's when did you sep cross? <laughs> When's you sep cross? That's how it goes. <laughs> what, what do you mean by that? When'd you get saved? When'd you sep cross? When'd you sep cross? And Christ. it's usually answered this way. Oh, I septed cross when I was when I was six years old right. in my parents' right. room. Pray, um, prayed the prayer. Oh yeah, yeah, prayed the prayers. Prayed the, prayer prayed the a, prayer. Uh, which again, none of this is bad. These are all great things. The thing is, we you assume everybody knows what you mean when you say it. And and most right. people that have not grown up in a church context, like the prayer, like what, right. are, what are you talking about? Like, so there's a whole slew of these we could talk about probably in the worship, music, mm. you know, world, um, and uh, and we could do that. We'll we'll save that for another day. We'll do a whole a whole episode on that. Here, here's what I'd like to do. Um, we, we're not just doing an episode where we uh, you know make fun of Christian <laughs> things in the South. Um, I, I do think it's interesting that there is so much jargon. Mm. I think that oftentimes goes into reading the Bible, following Jesus, going to church, especially in certain contexts in, in America at least. And sometimes that jargon can sort of distance us from maybe maybe what we're actually after, what we're really trying to do, which is maybe understand the Bible, understand Jesus, who he is, what he's done. So I just maybe for the opportunity here, um, you know, we talked about quiet time, this idea of having the quiet time with your succulent and your coffee. Mm. And it's got to have the uh, you know, the foam has been poured precisely right, and the sun is angling exactly right. Um, let's just take a moment here, and, uh, you know, we've said on this podcast before, we've, we've said things like, you know, people are getting their Bibles, so they can find, um, you know, like that that verse that makes them feel good for that day, and that's just not how the Bible's been to be read at all, and one of the pieces of feedback we've gotten from people that listen to this is, they just didn't know the Bible had these kinds of stories, and I've had numerous people that listen to this say, I didn't know that story was in there, and I want to go read that story now. That sounds really interesting, and um, that's good. That's one of the that's one of the reasons that we even do you know a, kind of a silly podcast like this is to to enable us to see that there's some really cool things in there. Um, but if if we talk about what it looks like to read the Bible, so to go about understanding what it says and what it teaches, let's just let's just kind of walk through what. What has that look like? What does that look like? And maybe when, have your when in your life have you said, 
I, I think I was doing that wrong. And then maybe when in your life you say that that's really, I think when I began to understand how to, un, how to read the Bible uh, for myself. So we're I'm just, we didn't talk about this before. We're sort of making this up as we go, but I'm just curious as, as we sit around and have these silly debates about the Bible, um, it's coming from a place of really wanting to honor it. So mm. how does that look for the two of you when you sit down to really make sense of the thing? Right. I, I don't know, Tad, jump in here whenever you want, but I, I think you mentioned something of looking back and going, oh, maybe I was reading it wrong. I think it's good to clarify that there, there are incorrect ways of interpreting scripture. There are mistakes that we can make when it comes to trying to exegete what information is in there and, and what the text is actually talking about. But I also think there's, there's a lot of peace that comes from recognizing that the Lord isn't disappointed right. in, in our reading of the scripture. And so I think there's some beauty in a child just reading in, in just reading the stories of the Bible. Right. And that in each season, sometimes it isn't about doing it quote unquote the best way, but it's just about immersing yourself in the story of our God. And, and in doing so, we're, we're almost like putting our, ourselves in his story and letting him envelop us into himself. So yes, we can interpret incorrectly, but I, I often tell people, hey, there's no wrong way to, to, to do a quiet time other than to not do it. Just, right. just yeah. jump in there and start reading the story of God. I know a couple of ways that I, I think that I probably wrongly approached, you know, reading the Bible. And I think you're totally right. Like, um, all of us are getting stuff wrong at different yeah. times. Everybody is. And we do our best with what the knowledge we have and our Bible in front of us with the Spirit of God and the people of God to try to make the best sense that we can. But I think there's a couple of approaches that I know in my life. I want to know if y'all did this. So tell me if you've done this. Okay. Uh, here's a couple of approaches I've had. One was this, and I vividly remember doing this. Uh, I was in a relationship with a girl. And I, I didn't quite think that the relationship was going well anymore, but I didn't quite have the guts to break up with her. And I felt bad about that. And I wanted some kind of divine confirmation. And I want to know if you've done that. You're laughing. Have I, you done I mean, this? I'm laughing because I know exactly I what you Most did. of us have done this. He started casting <laughs> lots. And I kid you not, I said, Lord, I, don't, I need you to speak to me. I'm going to open your word. And I want you to give me the answer. Should I break up with her or not? Hand over the eyes. Oh, totally. No, flip it open. And I just dropped random it, point. And it landed in like one of the prophets in the Old Testament. I think it was like Jeremiah. And then I just opened <laughs> up and my, the, the first verse my eyes looked at. And it was some random verse about ancient Israel's judgment. I'm and pretty sure it said, you know the answer because you plowed with my heifer. <laughs> You but, guessed my riddle. You, but, <laughs> but if you burn, let you let them marry. Um, so I didn't, that of course, I, I literally like went, well, that must not be right. So I did it like three times. And then I finally, <laughs> I remember, I kid you not, I remember, this is so bad. I, I pinched off the Old Testament with my fingers and then just dropped the New Testament thinking that would help. Um, that's one approach I think I had when I read the Bible that I know Oh yeah, it's just not how the Bible is treating meant it like, to a, be like a cosmic fortune cookie, I mean, like a, a magic book. eight ball. Yeah, it's a yeah, magic eight ball. Yeah, yeah, you just yeah, ask a, a question, you shake it up, <laughs> throw it down, <laughs> and it's like ask again later. It's like no, <laughs> it always says that on the important ones. Um, did y'all do that? Oh yeah, hundred percent. With a relationship? Uh, uh, yes, but also other things. I'm like, I don't know what I'm <laughs> supposed to read. Shaking his head, you did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, another one, and I don't know if this is another like just Southern Bible Belt kind of thing, but so much fear growing up about the end times 
um, in, in the church and kind of this, like, I need to guess when it is and it could happen tonight. So I need to like pray for forgiveness and salvation basically every night because I probably sin today. And if Jesus comes back tonight while I'm in my sleep, I don't, I want, I want to go to the good place. But I like, I even, as I like have vivid memories as a kid, like I'm like circling the numbers on the pages and like, like the drawing, verses that were added like, hundreds of years later, like doing like the whole, like I'm connecting the dots, like a, like a detective, like drawing <laughs> lines and stuff on a corkboard between these verses of like, well, these connect and stuff was so silly. But like, I didn't, I didn't know as a kid at that time, like, Hey, these numbers weren't there whenever they wrote these first, this was added right. in later to help us with right. just being able to reference, uh, but thought they had meaning. And, and I was, you're like Russell Crowe in a beautiful mind. Yes, I, I was bl- beautiful minding like, trying to do this. And, magazines. Uh, I look back and laugh <laughs> on it really now. Sad. But at the time, I like genuinely was like, man, maybe God's speaking to us through these numbers. And like, there's like a, there's, a, I mean, both of the temptation scenes happen in Matthew four, and Jesus' temptation happened you, in Luke four. You really? So maybe took there's something on this number. Yeah, and I, I like, I was foolish. I think now, but I think a lot of people think that that maybe matters. And, and, but okay. So here's, here's where you'll see the sappy side of me. Cause I'm picturing <laughs> little kid Tad. I agree with you. That's the wrong way of using, like treating, approaching, yeah. approaching scripture. But at the same time, I think it's really sweet. And I don't think the you Lord really would be yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I think that God sees that moment of God, here's Tad at his little wooden desk in his and, room. With and, a Bible open, yeah. trying to figure Wait, this out. You didn't say this about my no, dating I, I, situation. I, I, I you didn't actually, say that to me. No, God looked on that. He's like, girl, you're an idiot. Yeah. You know what you need to do. <laughs> Fix it. No, I do think like we've all misused scripture yeah, or right. gone to it incorrectly. With, with the good intent of, but, I really yeah. want God's answer here. I want to understand this. And I think that's the beauty of it yeah. is that the Lord actually looks at those and he's not like, well, I can't wait until you do this right. But I think right. he just goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. man, won't this be so fun as we yeah. continue to go Which, together? Be- beautiful, like, like zooming out of that moment is cool because I was like... In, very clear, like missing the forest for the trees and that. I'm like, I'm like trying to decipher the verse numbers. It literally is like the, like it's not even biblical. Like the, yeah. those numbers read <laughs> centuries later. Uh, but one of the most revolutionary things in my understanding and appreciation of a Bible understanding God's story was uh, taking a class through our church um, called Panorama, which zooms out and tries to give you full scope of Genesis to Revelation. Here's the story unpacking. Here's why it matters. Here's kind of some of the key characters. And getting that like large level kind of panoramic timeline that that opened up kind of the 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 box for me of this is there's a beautiful story being told here these characters but clearly Jesus I think is the most important and and just if you can if you can understand Jesus you can you you meet God through him but when you kind of get to zoom back out and you see look at all the centuries that led up to this moment of that one perfect life um I don't know it was it was it was life changing yeah Oh, that's really good. I, I mean, we're talking about wrong ways to approach scripture. I think even today I can I can fall into this trap where I try and read it to make everything about me. Hmm. And I do Super think- Super individualistic, so yeah. So individualistic, so just present day focused or even my life present day hmm. focused. And I do think all scripture is God breathed and it's useful and it's got purpose for our life today but there are times where I misuse it by trying to make me the center of it rather than rather than God the center of it and understanding how he's written me into his story. This isn't about me writing him into mine. Yep. Um, and that can be that can be difficult for me even still. I, I find myself doing that. I was teaching a class recently on the gospels, and uh in Matthew, Jesus, as he goes into Jerusalem, he overturns the tables and then he has this. Uh, moment where he starts telling these really wicked parables, like mm-hmm. he's getting after them. And yeah. one of them is he tells a story of a vineyard that the owner planted a vineyard and then he sent to get the the produce from it. And the people, they ended up 
you know, killing the messengers. Then they killed the son. He sent the son. And then he asked the, the, the religious leaders who were hearing, what should happen to the people who, who we rented the vineyard to? They said, they should, they should all be killed, and the army should come and kill them all. And he, he's laying it on thick, essentially, to get after the religious leaders of Israel of his day. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had kind of walked through this, and one of the guys in the class was, was literally said afterwards, he goes, I've always read that and felt guilty because I assumed I'm obviously in this parable. It's obviously... Like he was doing what you're talking about. It's always, it's always about me. So right. I must be the the wicked ones who yeah. make the mistake. And it always led to guilt instead of seeing it like it's set in a context of like an ancient mm. Israel situation where they are saying, you cannot be the Messiah. And he's saying, no, I am the Messiah. And it's completely shaded that way. Right. But we can't help ourselves and, and uh, uber individualistically right. read everything. Well, and and so one of the things that's helped me even kind of combat that is is as I read the Bible, rather than trying to ask the question, what am I supposed to do, is to begin asking the question as I read it, like, what does this say about who God is? Yeah. And the the easy example would probably be in Daniel. Everybody knows the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And typically when we tell that story, we talk about the faithfulness of men, and then we try and take their example and say, okay, so we should be faithful like them. We should stand up even when the crowds kneel before the king. We should be willing to do what we think is right, even when it leads to bad consequences. And where that is correct, and I think good, there's a bigger issue that's being told in that story when you begin, and you see it when you begin to ask the question, what's this saying about God? And and as an example, I, I think that story is really saying the difference between Yahweh and King Nebuchadnezzar. Yahweh's actually got control. Nebuchadnezzar just thinks he does. Yahweh's the one who provides. Nebuchadnezzar just thinks that he does. But when we ask the question, what am I supposed to do with this? Every time we read the Bible, we begin to see ourselves and the people more than we see the God that we're actually trying to commune with by going to the Word. Which makes it even worse. Another wrong approach, I know I've done this one, is something like this. Um... I look at the Bible and I read it. This is this is an approach I've know I've had a lot in my life and still go to a lot. <laughs> uh, I, I we essentially read it, and I, I don't I don't not try to be harsh at this, but I know I've done this. We're reading it essentially looking for a verse or two that gives us a warm fuzzy feeling that we can journal about, like. And and I've, I know I've done this. I'm just going to read till there's a verse that like oh, totally. makes me feel happy or secure, or sounds pretty, and I like, and that, then I'll stop there, and now I can journal about that and say something about me. And, you know, as I really look at the Bible really isn't meant to be consumed that way. Like, it can do that. And obviously, there's verses that I think we all, like, and some of them are the famous yeah. ones that we all yeah. take to the bank. Even when we take them out of context, it's still awesome. You know, Romans some 8, of those verses. Yeah. 38. It's there, just... There's some amazing verses that we absolutely yeah. cling to. But I do think, I know for so many points in my life. And to your point, Caleb, like I was sincere in it, yeah. you know, and, and many people that are doing this are sincere, but that's not really how the Bible's meant to be, you know, read. We can so quickly miss what's the story here. What's it mm-hmm. trying to say? Another one is, I think this is especially true for me in college. I'm being presented all these scientific presentations, textbooks about right. the history of the universe or evolution or philosophy or whatever it may be. And I then go to the Bible almost as if it's my, you know, 
textbook rebuttal to cultural issues, you know, of the day. Or like I can read Genesis in that sense as if it's giving me some kind of a science textbook that will combat my geology professor, which is not doing, it's not not anticipating Charles Darwin at all, you know, but I can kind of force it to do that (sighs) in a whole host of ways. And I think when I do that, I'm trying to make the Bible something it might not be trying to do or do a dance it's not trying to do. Totally. Well, and any of that makes me think of another way. I, I, for the longest time, and again, I still do it, is I would, I would read my Bible with the mindset of how do I read this so that I can teach it, mm-hmm. like to perfectly understand it, to be able to perfectly communicate it. And where that isn't a bad desire, I think the primary desire ought to be how do I read it so that I can hear him? I don't want to just read it to teach it as if this is just information that needs to be disseminated. I want to read it because I actually believe it is the word of Jesus and it is the word of God. And so I want to read it to hear his voice. And then when I know and understand his voice through the text, I can then begin to pass that on. But a lot of times I jump that first part and I just want to read it to teach it. It's all about information. One of the most distracting things even still like in reading scriptures and out myself for being judgmental here, but like you are so when you're with the times where you're reading a passage and you're like, Oh, so-and-so really needs to read this passage. <laughs> God, if, if I could just subtly get them to read that, then they'd feel convicted. And, it, and it's those moments where it's, and it, where you're like, you, you step back and you're like, what's wrong with me? Like, I'm so messed up and arrogant and kind of, I don't know, like the, like the, I think the moment where Jesus teaches like a, a moment like this, where it's like, I think this spending time around God's word, I hope would change my heart to be more like this, of the, the man who, uh, Jesus talks about the, the Pharisee who's praying, God, thank you that I'm not like the sinners and the tax collectors, that I'm I'm righteous, that I'm chosen by you. Uh, and then he compares it with the sinner who's the tax collector beating his chest. Saying, God, forgive me. I, mm-hmm. I have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. And Jesus said, that's the one that walks away yeah. justified. And something about just like coming to scripture instead of trying to find the right answers to 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 own your political opponent or or make that person in your family like, see how they're living foolishly and instead turn it to God, show me where I'm yeah. living apart from your word and I need to get in line with you and how you are such a merciful, good, compassionate God who actually wants me to be changed like you. Well, cause if you're, if you're honest with yourself and typically as I begin to be more vulnerable with myself, as I, as I go to the scripture, I tend to identify more with the villains. Oh, then I do the yeah, I was about to say, Ted, I, I actually don't do that very much. It's usually I'm like, oh, man. I, well, and it's, it's, it's at the turn. And it's, <laughs> right. what's funny is it's almost become like a, you learn your patterns. Like that, that's become a signal to me of like, God, you're actually trying to convict me right yeah, now. It does happen. Yeah, it does and happen. And the, the, moment, the moment where I think of somebody else while I'm reading something is usually the moment where God's saying like, hey, Ted, hey, I, gotta t- I, I am going to tell you something. Like you're, you're this is a right. sin pattern in your life. And yeah. Um, let's, let's leave our people unique. with this then. Um, give, let's all go just one thing that really has unlocked making the Bible. Again, many people that have listened to this podcast have said they just they didn't think the Bible had these cool stories in it. It's, it's really interesting. Um, what's unlocked that? I'll give mine uh, first. Um, actually, uh, shared this with somebody this morning. We just finished, at least in our church context, studying Philippians for 11 weeks or so. And uh, it was, you know, it's a super, super awesome, loaded with just so many profound little things in there. And a woman came up afterwards this morning and uh, man, Philippians has been great, and uh, it was really helpful, and and you know just really was moved by the series. And she's like, I want to start reading it. I want to read it again. 
And this piece of advice I, I, I gave her this morning, something that really unlocked the scriptures for me was this. I think I got so, uh, I got so laser focused on seeing the trees, I missed the forest. Not just the forest of the whole of the Bible, the story of the full Bible, but like I never just heard, you know, a gospel. Mm-hmm. Read, a, read a gospel out all the way through. And if there's one thing, you know, that I think has helped me is to go, let me put my pen down and like my inductive Bible study method, read, count all the mm-hmm. ands and therefores and ors and all that stuff, which has its place. We need that. Yeah, it's great. But let me like read Mark's gospel and feel the suspense. And we do this podcast, I think, to say like, what would that feel like? And be in that moment. And it's hard to do that sometimes when we just do little paragraph. Yeah. So to see Mark's presentation of Jesus, for example, in 16 full chapters in an hour and just sit down and go, I'm going to read this whole thing. One thing I started doing is before I study a, you know, a letter or a book of the Bible is I want to hear it actually all the way out loud. So I'll listen to the whole thing. When I lead a community group, we'll read it out loud together, you know, all of it. Uh, that's really just unlocked for me. Like this isn't these little piecemeal nuggets mm-hmm. for me to take home and, you know, and journal about or put on my, on my mirror or something like this is a story. And just doing that exercise has really helped me. What about you guys? I mean, it's similar. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something very similar and something opposite. Okay. So I, I have found in this season that it's been really good for me. Yeah, to kind of put away my journal and to try and extrapolate all these notes and ideas on the text and just read larger larger chunks and just kind of go through. But I will have my pen as I read different narratives and different stories. And I'll just underline little things that I like. Words that repeat. Words that repeat or just even phrases. And then I kind of meditate on those throughout the day and let those be what I'm thinking on rather than specific facts or, 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 or specific details. I've just been lately sitting on the line where Jesus says that my, uh, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Hmm. And just throughout the day, I'll repeat that. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. And I'll ask the Lord, help me understand what that means. Help me to put on that yoke. Uh, Romans eight thirty eight. I said earlier, it's one I always run to. Mm-hmm. That I love to read the whole thing, but I always remember the words, for I'm convinced. I just think it's so strong mm-hmm. that Paul Either would death say, nor life, I'm convinced death, yeah. of all these things, that nothing separates. I said put the pen down. I, I can't. I never put the pen down. I, but, I but I agree <laughs> yeah, with yeah. you. It, it, there's, a difference, <laughs> there's a difference between writing and trying to like take out all this information versus just noting the, the sweet, simple mm-hmm. truth and just letting that resonate. And for me in this season, that's been really nice to read larger amounts but then sit in in maybe more pure uh, mm-hmm. or, or simpler words. Ted? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, kind of think probably more like just the practical things, some tools that have helped. Um, I think I hit a, to, to use some more Christianese from earlier, uh, when I had a real dry season, I guess, of, like reading the Bible after college. Does that mean it, it was about to be on fire? It was about fire? to be on fire. It was, it was, right it was, after was that. teeing it up to be on fire. Now, I, I kind of did the whole like. You said it was teeing it up to be on fire. Yeah, it was, it was, it was really, really. I'd just like to echo night. that I'm in a pretty dry season. You know what? Too. Actually, I'm I've not going to say they just haven't well. unspoken. I'm just going to leave it. Can you put a hedge of protection around me for tomorrow? On a cliffhanger unspoken. No, like I kind of white knuckled my way through a chronological read in college, sort of out of the fear of. 
man, I'm like trying to share the gospel with people. And if any of them even asked, like, you even read the Bible all the way through, my answer would be no. And so I was like, Great I'm, motives. <laughs> like, I'm never going to let that be the reason someone discounts my like witness, you know, right. uh, witness is another, that's another, uh, we'll do another, another one, one about evangelism. Your yes. witness, yeah. Um, <laughs> how's your walk? How's your walk? But I, uh, so I did that, but then it, it almost kind of made me, I may be callous to, to, to the Bible. It felt just like it, it was a task. It was like, I just did this to, it was like a, like a, Sure. badge yeah. uh, of, of honor that I've, I've finished the Bible um, and really missed a lot of the good stuff. And so the Bible project has been an like an invaluable resource for me of just uh, their podcast, their video uh, recaps of each book, just to get the larger scope and then dive in um, even more artistic things like the Holy ghost stories podcast, where he's telling the stories in a narrative way. Some of these things that just bring the stories alive and kind of force you to meditate and think on it and see it from the bigger picture um, those have been really helpful. And then kind of, kind of similar to you, Caleb, um, is just finding those verses that you kind of just repeat over and over. Um, I know it's a, it's a st- it gets mentioned every single episode. I'm going to do it right here. To say Demon I'm about to bring up Mark five, but, uh, <laughs> but something, I mean, that story captivated me as a kid cause it was weird, but those like something about rereading through ones you've already read that, that story for whatever reason has just captivated me and, and, uh, the line about the man being clothed and in his right mind and, and yeah. days where I feel just anxious and hectic and, and like, I can't get my thoughts in order. Just that, that, that simple prayer of Jesus, would you clothe me and put me in my right mind? Mm-hmm. And it would just like, would you wrap me in your clothes and, and set my mind right? I and, know I've shared it before. We, I got to lead the Devo at the spot. Oh, I know. Where Tell us how you've been there. Right there at the Sea of Galilee. That's and it was so a cool. highlight of my yeah. life. Wait, um, at the Demon Pigs tonight? He yeah. saw the, yeah. the pigs. Did you yeah. see the remains? Uh, <laughs> there, there, there were no pig remains they, there. They would um, be very so long I was looking now. for them. I did not see them. Um, well, yeah, the, the, you know, this is obviously largely a silly podcast where we, we uh, and just in light of that, I have, I've actually really enjoyed as we prep for these things, you know, I'll be thinking through stories of the Bible and going, oh, I love that story. Oh, that's one of my favorites. Oh, that's really cool. And if you're listening to this, you made this far in this episode, and you like this podcast at least, may that, you know, this reason we're doing this episode is may that maybe be our posture, just be like to delight yeah. in these stories, to delight mm-hmm. in the Bible, to think that's just really cool. Yeah, right. I want to talk about that more. And there's like a communal aspect. Yeah, of like you this need is friends awesome. to talk Let's about talk it about with. This. Like y'all are people that like we, we're doing this because we, we already have right. these conversations. To be yeah. talked about, to be shared, to be like Esther was meant to be read and laughed at and booed, and it was meant to be interactive in a community. And the same thing is true for many of the stories of the Bible. And so may we cherish the stories like that, I guess, is the for point sure. I'm making. And I've enjoyed uh, just even thinking through them as we go. So a little different episode. Daniel? Wait, you want me to rank y'all's answers? Yeah, give us some rankings. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What, rankings. <laughs> you rank our advice. Hey, which one of us sounded the best? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we a little different episode here, but uh, we, we did want to bring just uh, some of the heart behind, I guess, why, yeah. why we do this, and we hope this is helpful. So uh, if you want more of these or hit some topics on some of these things, let us know. And as always, thanks for listening to the Lower Room Discourse. We hope that was fun and interesting and not blasphemous. If it was all of those things, then share it with a friend and follow us on Instagram at the Lower Room Discourse. See you next time.